Dang it. Omicron is back at it again, and the markets are falling. Uh, new fears about Omicron. Let's talk about the latest updates that we have on Omicron as of December 9th. Keep in mind that if you want to get life insurance in a pandemic, all you have to do is go to metkevin.com life, and you can sign up for life insurance in as little as five minutes. All right, y'all like the flowchart so much. I keep seeing it in the comments. Keep those comments coming if you do like these. First, 12.9, Bloomberg Intelligence. Bloomberg Intelligence reports that BioNTech says that a third booster shot helps antibody levels, but another study that was not affiliated with the actual manufacturers, BioNTech and Pfizer, however, it remained unsighted by Bloomberg Intelligence, apparently was, quote, much less positive in that an analysis of booster shots, quote, needs more time. Now, that's not so great for boosters. This is basically Bloomberg saying, hey, you know, don't rely so heavily on those boosters. Omicron is pretty good at evading what we've got so far because remember, and we've talked about this on almost uh, every one of my latest Omicron updates, remember the antibodies have these little landing portals at the tip and we got 32 Omicron mutations uh, up here, mutations up here rather, uh, and the T-cell uh, fighter, the T-cell fighter cells, helper cells, whatever, I'm no scientist, uh, they attack the entire spike rather than just the uh, landing sites uh, or receptors that the antibodies are trying to target on the spike proteins. Uh, basically saying that T-cells are pretty good right now against uh, Omicron, which helps impede or prevent severe disease. But the fact that we're seeing more antibodies, maybe through boosters, might not necessarily be that helpful. And Bloomberg Intelligence just shot out a warning about this through the Bloomberg terminal. Then we have a 12-9-2021 uh, Bloomberg piece on the public website. And this says that Omicron has been discovered to be four times more transmissible than Delta, according to a Japanese study. This is out by a scientist. This has not been peer reviewed yet. This scientist advises Japan's uh, health ministry. And Bloomberg reported that the result is that Omicron is 4.2 times more transmissible in the early stages so far, early stages of this particular variant, than Delta. That is substantial, uh, 4.2 times. There's, it's no surprise that uh, Omicron is crowding out uh, all of the other variants uh, so far in South Africa, and we're, we'll, we'll be expecting that to be the case in the United Kingdom over the next 30 days, and then, of course, uh, the United States, uh, presumably thereafter. The World Health Organization is advising that Omicron could fuel surges, quote, with severe consequences, which is now stepping up their uh, talk a little bit about initially uh, Omicron just being a, quote, variant of concern, now stepping it up to the fact that surges could create, quote, severe consequences. Now, it is worth noting that so far still, and we've mentioned this virtually every day, the jump in cases that we've seen in South Africa has not yet overwhelmed hospitals. And a lot of patients in South African hospitals right now are in South African hospitals, not because of Omicron. They're in the hospitals for different reasons. They just happen to be getting tested because they've got cold-like symptoms and they end up uh, with, with Omicron. I, I believe they test anybody who comes in anyway. Uh, remember, it is rare to have a runny nose or severe cough with Omicron. Uh, it's much more common to have a headache, uh, fatigue, and sort of mild cold-like symptoms. Now, this Japanese study is not yet peer-reviewed. It's also worth noting that less than 30% of South Africa is vaccinated, which means the United States is about twice as vaccinated, Europe even more so. World Health Organization also suggests that it's best to give the same vaccine twice unless a country is supply-constrained. This comes after Johnson & Johnson reported earlier that you could take a booster shot 
of uh, Johnson & Johnson on top of Pfizer and elicit an effective immune response. Now we've got the World Health Organization saying, hey, you know, look, you can mix the vaccines for your one and two dose. You can mix them for the booster, but ideally stick to the same one. Though they do, uh, or there was a reference rather from Bloomberg uh, that a study published by the University of Oxford earlier this week showed that mixing doses does offer at least a similar amount of protection against COVID as giving two of the same shots. So worth noting, the WHO is suggesting, if possible, just stick with the same uh, dose, especially for those first two doses. Johnson & Johnson, again, reiterating for the booster, though, that uh, they believe if you are vaccinated with, say, Pfizer, you could take the J&J &J vaccine on top of that if you wanted to mix and match. As of 12-9, uh, the BBC is reporting that uh, as Omicron spreads, the WHO is now concerned that rich nations are going to begin hoarding vaccines, making it even harder to get this under control. Remember, this variant was spawned in South Africa, which is only 30% vaccinated. The longer it takes to get either everyone uh, potentially sick with COVID or vaccinated, the, the more spread we will end up seeing. Uh, the Also, uh, work from home trend. Worth noting that the work from home trend is accelerating. Lyft decided uh, instead of having a February return for all of its employees, they will have a year uh, off. They're going to basically work from home for all of 2022. Should be good for companies like Restoration Hardware, honestly. But anyway, stocks are falling because, well, per Bloomberg Economics, work from home guidance in just the UK alone could hurt the economy by a tune of $2.6 billion a month. Less money spent on transportation, food, clothing going out, you name it. $2.6 billion per month for just the United Kingdom. It's definitely a hit. Let's take a peek at the GDP of the United Kingdom. United Kingdom GDP, and then that way we can do a little bit of a calculation here. So we get about a $2.7 trillion GDP uh, for the United Kingdom. So if we have a $2.6 billion decline uh, in, in, in GDP, that puts us at about 1% a month, roughly about a 1%. Uh, 1% hit off of GDP. So if GDP is going to be 10%, uh, let's just say as an, an extreme example, GDP uh, for an annualized rate is going to be 10% and uh, you were locked down for a year, let's say, then you might, for example, shave off 12% off of the top. But if we shave off of that a 1% reduction per month, we could potentially end up with a negative growth rate for GDP, which is not very ideal because if you just multiply $2.6 billion of lost GDP times 12, you end up with about 30 billion. If you take 30 billion, that's roughly 10% off of your top line GDP number. Not so ideal. So uh, this could be one of the reasons we're seeing stocks fall. More work from home, basically, lower GDP, lower sales and revenues for companies. There's also a professor of economics at Georgetown, or sorry, George Mason University, Mr. Tyler Cohen, Professor Tyler Cohen, who says, don't be so quick to say that mild COVID could be a good thing for displacing Delta. This is actually what I mentioned yesterday. Still kind of think that. Even though uh, Omicron is more mild, spreads faster, and is less dangerous, there's some potential consequences for the economy. These could really just be the impression of consequences, but impressions can lead to actual actions. He says that, look, if we end up with shutdowns or let's say administrators of schools say, let's just all get sick, whatever, we're going to stay open. We could have some school systems that shut down, leaving more parents needing to stay home, which could slow down GDP. And some other school systems might just stay open and hopefully we'd stay the course. 
we also have uh, tracking difficulties. If we're going to have a lot more Omicron cases, we're going to see a surge in case counts, but not necessarily a surge in hospitalizations or deaths, which is good, but it makes it harder to determine, okay, like, are we actually getting better in the pandemic or are we getting worse? So that creates more uncertainty for the stock market. Social distancing also creates uncertainty because surges of COVID in an area could lead to more social distancing and so-called, quote, self-imposed lockdowns that could end up hurting supply chains more. Think about it. If you're a manufacturer and some people decide, you know what, we're going to work from home this week because we've got a little bit of a surge of COVID, well, then uh, you could end up having slowdowns in manufacturing and you end up hurting supply chains. And then, of course, you, you would expect that people might potentially end up traveling less. So a lot of this really impression-based. But, uh, yeah, look, there are definitely some, some downsides that we're going to be facing in the near term uh, regarding uh, Omicron. Personally, I think it's just going to create some nice buy-the-dip opportunities. And uh, you know what my favorites are. I'm looking at my favorite high-margin ones with very, very, very nice growth. Visa, Google, Apple, DocuSign, Square, PayPal... Uh, Trade Desk, uh, Disney, Corsair, and then, of course, uh, companies with uh, lower margins but still great growth like Tesla, Trade Desk, maybe even Pinterest. Get that advertising going for next year. Anyway, there you have a little bit of what the heck is going on in the morning here with Omicron. Thank you so very much for watching this video, and folks, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye.